It takes money. Was it? Yeah, you murdered my dad. The quote is, that kid is so annoying. I think he is only like one friend too. What a scrub dog. <laughs> I want a blowjob or something. Well, you so, should go there and say, hello, sir, I'm a cheapskate. <laughs> what do you have? Yeah, jeets. She gave me some things. Way Sebo. Way Sebo. Queen Radio. It's in ramblings. During a standing ovation, yeah. at what point do you personally stand? I would say 30% of other people standing. I never started. I've never started a standing ovation. No, that's a bold well, move. bucket list. Do you want to do that one day? I, I guess. I don't know. I've never really been to something where I was like, this is, this is maybe showing how dead my heart is inside. <laughs> and also, I don't know, all the crappy quality of the things I go to. But I've never really felt the need to personally standing ovate. No, me neither. I usually... <laughs> I was like, that was good. Thank you. I go with the crowd. Yeah. Like, I, if I go to something, I expect it to be good. <laughs> and sure, it's like a show of appreciation. Yeah. But it's almost like we need the opposite, like some kind of crouching ovation. Right, laying on the floor, groaning. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's Boo. like, if it was bad, then... Uh, then laying get... on the floor and booing. Yeah. The, the <laughs> default is that it should be you know, worth clapping for. Yeah. Exactly. I feel like, okay, it's the Beatles' last ever concert mm-hmm. and they've got them back from the dead to play. That's I'd probably stand. start that standing ovation. <laughs> you're in hot competition. Yeah. There's a lot of people. I'd be there. leaping up. Mid-last song. Mid-encore. What do you mean last song? But from, from the moment that they strike a chord. Mid, no, middle of the encore. I'm up on my feet. But that's Just to thing. beat the crowd. Like something, like, <laughs> something like a concert that is so exciting. Well, deserves. I'm imagining it's Hey Jude and we're doing a lot of rounds and na-na-na-na. In my mind, that's what's <laughs> happening. You asked me to go there and I went. I'm just saying like something like that invent that is worth standing, people yeah. are already going to be standing. I think we probably stood from the moment John Lennon walked that's out. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we're like, whoa. I once went to a concert actually where the support act, it was a really quiet and like folky kind of singer anyway. One of my favorite singers actually. And um, definitely do not deserve a shout out. No. Oh, yeah. Holly Throsby. She was great. But um, the support act, it was at the corner hotel where there's nowhere. It's all standing room. Yeah. And the support act and her, I think, were relatively far apart. I'd say half an hour to 45 minutes. Because, again, the corner, they leave quite long breaks for you to go enjoy the bar and buy merch and stuff. Well, half an hour is standard. 45 minutes is definitely a bit long. Yeah. I can't remember what happened. I don't remember it being like, why won't this end? But like... But you had time to kill. Yeah. Yeah. So, we decided just to sit on the floor. And we weren't the only ones. I ended up basically the whole crowd sat on the floor. Yeah. That's pretty common when you've got like a good spot at the... uh at like, you know, in front of the stage yeah. that you don't want to give up. But yeah. There's also a long break. Exactly. So it's kind of like if you, how would you describe it? Like the bait shop from the OC. <laughs> we can all have a shared image. Sure. But we sat down because we were right at the front of the stage and she's one of my favorite musicians. And I guess everyone just followed our lead and ended up the whole crowd was sitting down when she came out. Yeah. And she was like, what's the vibe? Do people want to stand up? And we were all kind of like, nah. <laughs> really? What? You were just so comfortable. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or just that lazy. Both. That's so weird. <laughs> so she ended up and she was like, fair enough. And so she just played to like a sitting on the floor crowd. That's the weirdest thing <laughs> I've ever heard of. I mean, she plays kind of relaxed, folky, like Fiona Apple. That's not a good description, but yeah. closest you would know but kind of like, stuff. 
I guess it's like a day on the green kind, kind of situation of. where everyone's got their picnic baskets or whatever. You can kind of just... Right, but it was like 11 o'clock on a Friday night. At a... At a bar. Indoor, like, rock venue. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she was like, what are people feeling? Should we stand or sit? And we were like, 80% of the crowd was like, sit. <laughs> That's so, so weird. We There's got to be like a handful of people that really want to stand up and like jump around. You're not really jumping around to this kind of music. Okay. Like it's kind of like jumping around to Bon Iver. But what if like... Does that help? Is that a good What if someone at the get? front is like, fuck yeah, let's get this going. And then now you're blocking the view them. of every single person that's <laughs> I, like... I don't know. I feel like everyone was on the same vibe. I guess there've been two opening acts, half an hour between them and then half an hour between her and her opening acts. And we were just kind of like, it was all relaxed, kind of dreamy, Bon Iver kind of music. Everyone had just been lulled. Yeah, it was sleep. like constant lullabies in a warm room with alcohol. Do you think that she was cool with it? Or was she like, this is like Melbourne's crowd is a bit weak. Well, she's from Melbourne. Uh, okay. So I don't think she cared. All right. She seemed fine. I've seen her a few times. The second time she had it at a different rock venue and provided chairs. Yeah. Well, so maybe learned. she learned. Yeah, we went to um, the Toff, okay. which also has a big dance floor where you usually stand, but she had chairs set up. Yeah. And she's like, I know who my people are. My crowd <laughs> cannot yeah. stand for more than 10 minutes at a time. <laughs> they get tired. I guess like in that situation, you probably everyone would have had a good view. You don't have to tip your toes over the person in front of you. And I mean, I really enjoyed it. You can kind of sway and you're sitting with your friends and having a few drinks. It was okay. nice. We, I, If you want, we can put like half of a song at the end of the thing so you can see what I mean by her music. Yeah, you get the gist. Yeah. You'd imagine while you're listening to that, just crouched in a dark <laughs> room with about 200 other people. No, no, no. Cross-legged. I was young. Sure, sure. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Ben. And this is Vicky. And you're listening to Insane Ramblings, episode 190, a very... Mistaken. ...episode. <laughs> you never know at the start of an episode. Is it going to be a good one? Is it going to be a bad? Yeah. One person will be able to... Uh, set the tone I feel like Nicki Minaj oh definitely she is always a good gauge of like all right is this worth my time or should I just sit in a dark room and listen <laughs> I to this? enjoyed that <laughs> <laughs> let's see what Nicki's got all to right. say about episode 190 it's gonna be a legendary motherfucker <laughs> stupid Oh, good. Mm. It's going to be legendary. She is mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be okay. I'll go middle of the road. Where are you? I'm with Nikki on this. It's, it's really going to be. I'm setting the bar high today. Okay. I'll set it medium. Fair enough. I'm like, I think you'll enjoy it. <laughs> you want to under-promise, over-deliver. Uh, yeah. Well, no. I have to do a lot in my job, a lot of independent examinations for people who might be too close to another person who gives their opinion for it to be true i guess or not unbiased okay. and it's more of an exam for me than it is for the person i hate doing them now i never do them basically because it's like they send you someone yeah. and they say what's wrong with this person but like a wink we already know yeah so it just feels like more like a test of my skills than it does what so they can prove the same thing or not like it, yeah it just sucks <laughs> like you don't want to get it wildly wrong you know like, what if they come in with a broken leg and you're like, oh, their arm's been shot off? Oh, okay. So, they don't, they don't tell you. No, you don't know anything. But you just know that they already have a diagnosis yeah, in mind. Yeah, that's right. right. Gotcha. <laughs> so, you might look like the idiot in the end. They're like, wow, we you know, didn't want to pay out this person's insurance, but 
wow, damn, you were dumb. <laughs> we have do, to. Do you ever find out how uh, in sync you were? No, that's why I hate doing them. It's yeah, just right. constant anxiety from A to B. It's just a test that you never get the results for, basically. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the worst. And I suspect it's not as obvious as, like you say, they've got a broken leg or whatever. No, not always. I could probably identify that. <laughs> no, I wish it What's was What's wrong? Obvious. My leg really hurts. Did you break it? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Zing, got you again. No, then they're like, joke's on you. He lied. He didn't break it. <laughs> well, then, uh, yeah, compulsive liar, I guess. Yeah, my that's what makes it really hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I always go middle of the road. I'm like, they're not not fine, but they're not bad. <laughs> Playing the uh, odds. Smart. That's right. No, I never do them. Hate them. All right. It's been about a month since my birthday. Which uh, regular listeners will know coincides with the annual podcast tradition of activate your read receipts day. Well, I feel like it doesn't coincide with it like by accident. You know, it's not no, like no. World Cat Day fell on your birthday or something. Purely coincidental. Yeah, right. Okay. Not because you like it and feel it should be a thing. No, you're right. It's an initiative that I started. Should anyone be, uh, oh, what a coincidence. I mean, let's try and get this on some calendars. Isn't there like days of the year on Facebook or something where it's like international pillow fight day and shit like that oh probably surely we could submit it there like, yeah that's a thing <laughs> yeah well we've got a lot of dates on the insane ramblings calendar now between this uh litmus and there was something else recently yeah the opposite of thanksgiving one. Oh, uh, yeah that's right whatever we called that i can't remember but it was basically telling other people your grievances wasn't it yeah i feel like we like on in on that note we kind of threw out the date I think it was like February 26th or something. That Which we, is like kind of the opposite. Yeah. Right. I don't think that's opposite enough. No. And plus it's too... Close on the other end. It was too so close. So you're thinking like Christmas in July style. Well, it's too close to, to litmus. That is also true. But so is Thanksgiving and actual Christmas. Yeah, I know. But if we want to go like the opposite of Thanksgiving, we should go like six months after Thanksgiving. Yeah. So what's that? Like like May. Yeah. April, May, something like that might mm-hmm. be. I, I just want to throw that out there in case people, February 20th or whatever we said rolls around and people are like, where's our Thanksgiving special? Yeah. Well, it'll happen. I feel like, you know, we've, we've still got Definitely some... not because we forgot. <laughs> and that's definitely not what happened here with Activate Your no. Receipts Day. We, it was a test. Right. So uh, I think this is the, yeah, the fourth year that I uh, have been instituting this proposal. And every year I make a PSA about why you should activate your read receipts, which is the little notification on your phone when you send a text message that says the other person has read it. I guess we'll just dive straight into it because any more, I'll basically be redundant. But usually I do this in the lead up to my birthday. Mm -hmm. But obviously that didn't happen this year. But uh, I think my PSA will explain why. Okay. Hi listeners, Ben here. As you are no doubt already aware, for the last 32 years, July 8th has marked the most important day on the Gregorian calendar, (laughs) my birthday. Mm. Most good-hearted citizens choose to spend this day reflecting on my greatness, showering me with gifts. (laughs) Thank you. say showering. (laughs) It is something that you like. Showering and showering (laughs) me with gifts. Ben does appreciate personal hygiene. It's, It's true. And thanking me for my contributions to society, of which there are many. Obviously, the full list of my contributions is far too lengthy to delve into here. And yes, while I could list just one or two, I shan't do so, 
for fear of undermining my numerous other contributions, which I assure you are all equally impactful. Mm -hmm. Besides, it would be a fruitless endeavor, as I know you're all keenly familiar with my accomplishments already. So humbly putting aside my radiance for a minute, it's time I remind you of a second key event on this day. Mm. One that should be kept in the forefront of everyone's minds. Activate your read receipts day. If somehow the name didn't give it away, this is the one day a year where we all take five seconds out of our busy schedules to dig into the settings of our phone and activate our read receipts. The feature that tells others when you've read their message or not. For the last three years, I've been heavily promoting this vital cause. Mm. And so I thought that everyone must have got the message by now. It's 2019. Surely the only people out there who haven't activated their read receipts are sarcastic teens doing it ironically. People with thumb disabilities who lack the proper motor skills to press the appropriate button combination and heathens with no friends to text anyway. So that's Ooh. why July 8th... Harsh. <laughs> well, I feel we can bring them into true. the fold. So that's why July 8th came and went this year without a single peep from me to pick up your phone and make this simple yet appreciated change. Sadly, as I write this, several weeks have passed since the July 8th deadline and yet day deadline. after day... What, you would disagree? I didn't realise there was a deadline. Like, there's not a deadline for Christmas. <laughs> you don't, like, ring up your grandma and be like, it's the 27th, Nan. Put, you missed Christmas. You missed the Christmas deadline. Let's put a pin in that. There's definitely a deadline for Christmas. All right. <laughs> day after day, I still receive messages from people who I thought were my friends. People who I thought were good human beings. Well, I guess I was wrong because our message history indicates that they completely fail to grasp the importance of this facet of 21st century living. And I get it. You're scared. You feel like allowing someone to know when you've read their message puts more pressure on you to reply right away. But trust me, you don't have to. You can still text back at your own leisure and make the new person you're seeing sweat it out for a few hours. In fact, if they know you've seen their message and still haven't replied, it only serves to make you seem cooler because now you've got them thinking about all the other cool shit you're up to instead of writing them back. Damn, that's so cool. Or maybe you're trying to pretend like you didn't see our time-sensitive text until it was too late. The problem with that is, you're all terrible liars. Mm. We know you saw it. You're not getting away with it. So maybe it's time to stop being a dick about it and tell the truth. I hear you. And to the 2% of you screaming right now because you did legitimately miss our messages, if you activate, you'll have a timestamp of when you finally got to mm. it. Read receipts could actually lend some credence to your case. Unfortunately, we probably still won't believe you, but credence. <laughs> So when the next annual read receipts day, can't take the words credence seriously. <laughs> so with the next annual read receipt day so far away, here's what we're going to do. Whenever you're listening to this, today is annual read receipt day. Mm -hmm. If you're listening to this on August twenty first, twenty nineteen, activate your read receipts. If you're listening to this on March first, twenty forty two. Assuming we still have phones and haven't transcended basic human communication, activate your read receipts. If you're listening wow, to this... Wow, you're going with every day is activate your read receipts day. Damn right. Wow. If you're listening to this on January... Like every day should be International Women's Day? <laughs> is that what you're going to go Let's with? not go crazy. <laughs> okay, well... If you're listening to this on January 47th of any year, don't think that means that this plea isn't applicable to you just because that's not a real date. You activate your goddamn read receipts. And if you're listening to this on December 6th, 2009, I'm glad you've chosen us as your preferred podcast to accompany you, your time-traveling misadventures. 
activate your read receipts, and then buy some Bitcoin while it's cheap. I'll pay you back. I promise. Get some property in Melbourne as well. Paid for and endorsed by Insane Ramblings for International Read Receipts Day. Mm, I like it. I mean, I am with you. I've got mine on, as you know. I've always had mine on. I've never yeah. switched them off. I think we were in this together. Because you've never switched yours off, have you? Hell no. no. I, I'm the uh, poster child for this cause. I, I feel the, like it's uh, weird that we also both don't switch them off. I don't see the point. Because if you don't want it to seem like it's red, just leave it. Like you can usually see you've got a text in your like home screen. Yeah, it'll pop up with, you know. Half the message. Well, yeah, depending on the length of the message, it could be the whole <laughs> thing anyway. True. Like I've never got one that's like, please help. Grandma is... And then, like, opened it and been like, awesome, hit me back. <laughs> is, is it awesome? This was all a trick to make you yeah. look at your full text message. Yeah. Not even that. <laughs> Please help. Grandma is too awesome for me. I need a style makeover ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I've never fallen into that trap. No, I feel like the biggest um, reason that people don't activate it. It's because they don't want people to know when they saw it, but that's my way around it. If I can't get to it now, I just like, I'm like, oh, I've got a text from Ben. I kind of know what he wants. I don't need to urgently reply. I'll get to it when I get to it. Yeah. No, I agree. I I feel like I touched on most of the reasons in that, in this year's PSA. Yeah. Well, isn't that the main reason people are like, oh, I don't, I like to leave it a couple of days and people not to know that I've seen it. Yeah, or at least a couple of hours or yeah. whatever. But like, I feel like there's a few different reasons why people don't want them to seem like they see it. And if you're like, hey, can you stop and get some like milk on the way home or They're whatever. Like, no, I didn't see it till I got home. Well, don't open it. Well, that, yeah, there's that as well. But even like, it's usually in relationships is mm. the other big one. It's like, oh, I, I don't want to seem too keen. And right. then like, you're just playing games or whatever. But it's like, if you if they see you read it, that's way more worse. stressful. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I agree with you. Being left on red is way worse than being left on unread. You're like, oh, they're just busy. Like, all their phone's off yeah. or they haven't read it yet. But if you get left on red, that's worse. Definitely. Like, what are they doing that's so awesome they can read a text but not reply? Just messing with you, basically. Uh, yeah, but, like, it's in your mind. They're like, oh, they just got off, you know, it's a wonderful world. What is that? Disneyland? What's it called? It's a small world. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know any fun rides. Have <laughs> That's, you been? Yeah, it's the worst ride at Disney World. <laughs> I know. I don't know why I said it. I've never been. It's the So when they built Disney World, <laughs> I think they like had a bunch of... Because what? Like it was in... Tots. Yeah, it was in like what? The 30s or something? Yeah. It's a long time so ago. So there was a bunch for like babies or like yeah. toddlers. And over the years, they've gradually transitioned the old ones out and put the new ones in. Yeah, but they've left like one for the top. Yeah, the It's a Small World ride is the one that... Like the nostalgia ride? I, I think it's because, yeah, first of all, it's iconic because people just know the song and yeah. stuff. But also they want to keep something preserved from uh, yeah. the original vision. And so for those who haven't <laughs> been on it, you're in like a little boat. Yeah. And for what feels like <laughs> 30 minutes, you're just going through uh, like every country of the world. Oh, really? And it's people like, I guess like animatronic dolls. Yeah. Or, they probably aren't even animatronic. They might just be like dolls, basically. It's, right. It's kind of creepy. I feel like they've got to be like mildly racist as well. Oh, yeah. There's like every stereotype that you can <laughs> yeah. kick off from 1930. And then they just blast this song. It's a small world after all, like over and over. And that's essentially the entirety of the lyrics. Oh. It's so monotonous and so like saccharine. Okay, well, I guess you would have time to text back if you're on that. Yeah. Well, it's like when Bad example. 
you remember when um you know, like Guantanamo Bay and stuff, they were torturing people with Barney the Dinosaur. Like, yeah, this is the kind like of that. music that you would put on <laughs> to prisoners to f- torture them for hours on end. And so, yeah, like, by the 30-second mark, I'm like, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but the lines Not are, a small enough world. <laughs> no, exactly. This, the world Turns is, out it's a really fucking large. How many countries do we have to go because <laughs> this world is way too big? <laughs> And like we only went on it because it was one of the shortest rides. Like every lines or rides, lines. Sorry, oh. yeah. Like every yeah, line I can see at, why. Every line at Disney World is like hours long. And you didn't so, get the fast pass. No, I think that was part of our mistake. Right. But yeah, we decided. All right. Well, this one's only like half an hour wait. Yeah. Let's just at least we can fit another ride into the schedule. Yeah. And <laughs> would not. I would rather just stand in the yeah, line. Yeah, definitely the tower not worth, of terror. Exactly. The other thing, the other notable thing about this ride is they've clearly tried to update it along the way. Oh, it's worse. Uh, yeah. And so what is it, like a rap version or something? <laughs> no, no, they didn't update the song. Oh, okay. I was thinking like, who's that like ukulele guy that was really big for a while that passed away? I don't know. I'll look it up. The guy that did like Somewhere of the Rainbow? Yeah. He's like the only famous ukulele guy, but good luck pronouncing his name. Okay. Well, you knew who I meant. Yeah. Israel Kamakawiwoli. <laughs> Flawless. I bet you Thank nailed you. that one. Yeah. Um, what about him? I'm sure I swore in. <laughs> yeah, right. Ah, just I thought they might have updated it with him as like the when you go through or like the Hawaiian section or something. No, just the whole thing. Just I don't know for the new gen. What? <laughs> like that's your? <laughs> hey, let's uh, make this popular with the kids. Yeah, everyone loves Israel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I thought like you know let's get Snoop Dogg in there or like. Cardi B or something like not ah <laughs> uh, you know the guy who did the theme song for uh, it's a good version for a movie that came out in the 1930s <laughs> it fits, fits the brief yeah well that would have been the original time fits the frame. brief uh, it does not anyway uh, so they've tried to update it by interspersing some more modern animatronics oh but God. it just really comes across as to uh, emphasize the disparity. Yeah, you're like, wow, this really sucks. Yeah, so you've got these little dolls dressed up in hula skirts or whatever, oh. and then you've got like Donald Duck just doing his thing in the background. <laughs> you're like, what? That's so weird. Yeah, and it's the same thing with the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Oh, really? Cause oh, because it was based like the movie's based off the ride, right. isn't it? And the yeah. ride again is from like the fifties or something. Yeah, I don't know if it's that old, but they clearly at some point decided to just cram Jack Sparrow into every scene oh, because the movies were popular and people, that that's what they associate with the ride. Yeah, because so, it went the other way, wasn't it, though? What do you mean? The ride was first and they based the movie yeah, off the well, ride. Yeah, well, there's a lot of movies based on Disney World rides, like oh, yeah? um, The Haunted Mansion, that like Eddie Murphy movie. That's a Disney World ride. Uh, mm, Tomorrowland okay. is like a Disney World. It's not even a ride. It's like an exhibition. But obviously after Pirates took off, they were like, well, what other Disney properties can we turn yeah. into films? It was in the 60s. Sorry, not the 50s. Sure. Well, uh, they've obviously got all these old pirate animatronics that were built in the 60s. And then when uh, Pirates of the Caribbean took off, you've got like a modern day uh, Jack Sparrow mm, in the middle got, of like, it. Crammed that, into it. Yeah, that just looks a million times better and it just like instead of making it like oh cool there's Jack Sparrow it's just like oh like look at all these other shitty pirates <laughs> <laughs> but you never been? Uh, no I've lived in both Paris and Tokyo and never been to Disneyland it just strikes me as like a late 
stage capitalism thing kind of freaks me out. It's like the poor people have to stand in long lines. Like the slightly rich people yeah. can get in there a little faster. And then there's like the rich, rich people can get fast pass plus and just glide past the rest of us. Yeah. And it's kind of frustrating. Like I just got back from, from movie world in, yeah. on the Gold Coast, which is basically the closest thing we've got to Disney here. And they've got the fast pass there as well. And so the first ride we went on of the day was the Superman ride, which is oh, yeah. just like this crazy roller coaster. And you can see like there's the normal general admin line, which yeah. like snakes back and forth about a dozen times. Yeah. And it was over an hour to get on. And then there's the fast pass line, which is they fill up the cart first with all the fast pass people. Oh my God. So they can get on straight away. Ugh. And it just makes you feel like a dick. Well, it makes you feel like... I just fucking hate these people yeah. because every, like you can visualize, all right, I've just got to get to this many rides. Yeah. Like you can see and then I'll be all the people on. in front, but that's not true because people keep coming, coming. in the other yeah, way. So you're just sitting and sitting. Yeah. It makes me feel like if I'm in the fast pass, yeah. it makes me feel like the guy on the front of the box of Monopoly. What do you mean? Like with the top hat and the cane. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, let definitely. me through. Yeah, you missed the money bags. <laughs> yeah, all of a that's how it feels. Makes me feel like an asshole. So I just can't handle the stress of, yeah, I don't know. I just can't handle the stress. Yeah, no, I think the best approach is uh, usually a lot of these theme parks, they've got a single rider line. And so right. you can go in those if you're not. With uh, anyone. Yeah, or if you're willing to just like not sit next to your friend. Yeah, okay. And usually if there's like one spare seat on They'll the like roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah. And that usually is like a Moving pretty tenth quick. of the time in line that you have to wait. Yeah, I just don't like the idea of fast pass and fast pass plus. Yeah, well, especially it's like triple the price and stuff. It's like <sighs> expensive enough as it is. I know. And it's just like obviously families with kids and like low income. It's like let's do our big treat to Disneyland and go on two things because of all the fast pass assholes. Yeah. Just makes me feel like a dick. But did I ever tell you about the time when I went to um, Canada's Wonderland? I think it's called. <laughs> no. So have you ever been to Six Flags? No, but I guess it's like kind of the Canadian version. Huh. Which, like, is my understanding of Six Flags. It's mostly roller coasters, right? I don't know. I've never been. I've never been to states. Yeah. Well, I think it's basically the same thing. It's like this theme park is all roller coasters and uh, water slides. Right. And so I went during the. Uh, winter where mm. all the water slides were closed down and so it was just you know here's like a dozen roller coasters and like i think some of them are even you know up there with the fastest and highest in the world and Jeez. all that kind of stuff so yeah they're pretty crazy like you walk into the um the car park and there's just multiple roller coasters that have spilled out into the car oh my park gosh. because they just ran out of places like space to, for yeah, roller coasters basically and so uh i yeah, like this was maybe like five years ago or something. I was in Canada and I just decided to go. I'd been there as a kid once, but obviously they'd built like a dozen more rides. Oh, yeah, and course. obviously they've... Since the 90s. Yeah, and they've got way better and everything. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, I want to do this. My mum and my sister weren't interested. So I just kind of went on my own, caught like multiple <laughs> different types <laughs> of... Uh, well, it was fun. Like I still had a good time. Yeah, you would. Yeah. Um, Just like I caught two trains and a bus and it took me Jeez. like two hours to get there yeah and i get like halfway there and it's pouring down rain i'm like okay this is the point where i can either turn back or just keep going and cross my fingers that it clears, clears up, up. And it's like i've already come this far I'll, I'll just keep going and you'll see what happens yeah i think i would keep going and hope for the best yeah and so uh by the time i get on the bus there's like me and i think three other people mm -hmm. it's just like no one 
is going to the theme park today. And so I, I got off the bus at the theme park and two of them stopped and went directly to like the headquarters. Like they were there for a job interview, I think. Oh, geez. So you were the one person yeah, at the park that day. I'm the one person, like at least on that busload of people who was actually going to go on rides. Right. Because everyone else is like, I don't want to go to Canada land right yeah. now. <laughs> well, it was like the worst weather that I've yeah. ever seen on the way in. But by the time I got there, it was, it was like, just like shining. Yeah, it was perfect. It cleared up. I'm like, sweet. I just got totally lucky. And obviously everyone else had been scared away. And so I got to one of the big roller coasters and I'm like, all right, I got to just get this out of the way first. Mm-hmm. Let's go on like the scariest ride. Right. And then work our way down. Yeah. Because yep. I'm just going to like be trying to like conquer this fear all day if I don't. Yeah. Do yeah. Yeah. Away. Yeah. And I get in line and there's a bunch of people in line, but like, it's, you know, maybe like a five minute wait. Mm-hmm. And then instantly the roller coaster breaks down. <laughs> And it's already the biggest, scariest ride in the whole park. And now and it I might think, be malfunctioning. Yeah, and I think at the time, maybe the longest one in the world or something If like I had that. a park, I would make that shit up. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, sorry, we uh, had to clean some entrails off the track. Just yeah, give us five right. minutes. And so I'd like, ca- yeah, I would carry like pig entrails past riders <laughs> and be like, sorry, we just had to this clean this off the track. one of the uh, previous riders yeah, paying no attention. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so, like, now it's, like, a 20-minute wait of them trying to... Like, I guess one of the one of the carriages just got stuck, like, halfway. Oh, jeez. And so they're trying to, like, reset it and make sure it... Goes all the way around yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so now I'm getting nervous because, it's like, not only is this the craziest ride, but it's malfunctioning right before my eyes. Again, I would do that probably every hour <laughs> and have dummies in it hanging upside down. They just slowly fall to their doom. Yeah, or like one's like clinging onto the bar. <laughs> I think you're inventing itchy and scratchy land. Oh, really? Is that what they had? Well, it was like it seemingly every uh, turn was someone was about to die. Well, these aren't real people. It's just to scare you. Yeah, still, it, <laughs> it would work. Anyway, yeah. So you see the scariest ride malfunctioning before your eyes. Yeah, and so I did it and it was scary as shit. But Jeez. it was still fun. pretty fun. Yeah. And because of the bad weather. Like I was able to walk up, like that was the longest I had to wait all day. Mm-hmm. I was able to rock up to any roller coaster in the park. And just get straight on. And yeah, like I was, if basically I just have to wait for the existing riders to finish their lap. And then I was there. Jeez. That's and awesome. One of them was they had one of those old wooden roller coasters. Oh, like at Luna Park? Yeah, basically. Yeah. And I was the only person on it. Was <laughs> <laughs> the guy, when you're walking past, he's like, please, sir. Yeah, basically. They're going to make me redundant. <laughs> right. And so I remember getting to the top, like obviously you slowly coast up and then yeah. you kind of go down from you there. slowly coast down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so as I'm getting to the top, I can like look over the rest of the park and they have a go-kart track. Oh, yeah. And there's just like two riders on the go-kart track. I'm like, oh, this seems so sad. <laughs> but it was a really fun day. Like, yeah. But the problem is I went on, I think, like 11 roller coasters that day. And hey, Are you like, I've kind of done roller coasters now? I was so sick by the end of it. <laughs> because the human body is not supposed to do that. It was like 11 roller coasters in about two and a half hours. Oh, wow. And I'm like... Fuck, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, no wonder there's lines. I think the, the lines are a good thing. Yeah, usually... This should take eight hours yeah, for a reason. Exactly. And so now I'm just like after... Because I went on the first, the like scariest one first. Yeah. And the second scariest one last, which was like right, basically okay. equally. Yeah. yeah. And after that last one, I was like, that was a fucking mistake. I was just <laughs> like head in my hands about to puke, basically waiting for the bus to <laughs> arrive to take me home. 
And uh, so I had to take, again, like a bus and a train and a taxi. Did that also not help things? By the time I got into the taxi, I was okay. Yeah. But it was a long ride home and the taxi driver starts talking to me and he's like, oh, so what do you think about that uh, hurricane warning? Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I was like, what hurricane warning? And because I'm in Canada, I didn't have like roaming on my no, phone yeah. or whatever. And so I guess that's why there was no one at the park <laughs> because they were like, hey, stay inside. There's a hurricane coming through. Whatever you do, do not go on 11 roller coasters today. It could be a little dangerous. That happened to me in Japan, but the opposite. I was like, nah, they always say there's going to be a typhoon. It'll be fine. <laughs> it was not divine. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, whenever you're waiting in, ri- in line, like some of these... Thank Disney, you, lucky stars. Yeah, basically. Like, it just is prevention from, you know, throwing your guts up. So, what are the two best rides, to finish my sentence, what are the two best rides at Disneyland then? Space Mountain was pretty cool. Yeah. That one's, like, all in the dark. It's That's like a roller cool. coaster in the dark. And so, you can see, like, there's, like, fake stars and stuff. Cool. But I was thinking about, like, Splash Mountain yeah. recently, which is kind of funny. Like... You know that song? Um, a lot of mountains. Zip- yeah, I know, right? I guess they... <laughs> Mountainous region. They did Space Mountain. They're like, uh, do we want to do like Swamp Mountain? Or- <laughs> yeah, why are we stuck on mountains? Yeah. <laughs> Disney, Walt Disney loved mountains. Yeah, right? I was like, we need to switch out Bob. He's, yeah. he's a wandering pony. <laughs> We've got three mountains. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know that song? <laughs> then they brought in someone else. He's like, well, how about It's a Small World? And they're like, all right, okay, yeah, it's different. And then they're like, bring back Bob. Yeah, this is the worst <laughs> ride of all time. Bring back the mountain guy. Yeah, like any new ideas, like, I don't know, mountain, mountain. Like, well, I'm in. It's all solid. right, done. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't give this back to that yeah, other guy. It's got to be better than It's a Small World. <laughs> no, do you know the song Zippity Doodah? Yeah. Everyone, Isn't it like wildly racist? Well, like, or the movie is racist? Right. So it came from this film, Song of the South. Yeah. Which is a very old Disney film, which no one really knows about because they basically just locked it away. Is it in a different film as well? It might be. Because I've seen someone singing it in the film, unless I've seen it. No, it wasn't this guy that I saw singing it. It was like Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Like, it seems like one of those things that most people don't know where it came from. They just kind of associate it with like a children's... Yeah. A children's song like Wheels of the Bus or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, like Hi Ho, Hi Ho, it's off to work, we don't go. It's like, it's just one of those. You get it through, like, where do you actually know it from? Yeah, exactly. And so I've never seen the film, but they play that song on Splash Mountain. Okay. Which is based on that movie. Right, really? Yeah. And so I think most people would know it from the ride as opposed to... The film, because no one knows the film. Yeah, like it's been locked away in the Disney vault for like 50 years. Because like unlike Warner Brothers, where they release their old cartoons and some of the things might not stand up to today's standards. Mm. They've got like usually a warning at the start that says... Yeah, I think I've seen that on like some of the like Toon Time ones, like the Bugs Bunny ones. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, that is, yeah. yeah. Like they come up and they're like, what is it? Like it's not Looney Tunes, it's like Looney Tunes Orchestra or something comes up or like Baby Looney Tunes um, or something. Merry Melodies or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they'll have a, a thing before and it's like, this is from you know, the 1930s and reflects the attitudes at the time. Like, right. We're sorry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but like, I appreciate that. That's like, we're not going to censor it. But it's also like, it's a product of its time, yeah. which is bad. <laughs> right. Like well, times have changed. Yeah. And all this. Then we're uh, all pleased about that. Yeah. We were a lot more overtly racist back then. Yeah. <laughs> now we're trying to be subtly racist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were much before the covert racism. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that 
Disney's approach is basically to pretend like this stuff never happened. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's funny that there's like, obviously there's still that element of this movie that is uh, quite widespread in popular culture. But no one could actually say where it's from. I feel like most people would probably say like Mary Poppins or something. Cause I've definitely seen it in a film. Yeah. Okay. But I don't think I would have seen this film. It wouldn't surprise me if it like, you know, popped up somewhere else along the way and they tried to be like, no, this is where you guys know it from. But yes, I guess like that's originally where it came from. Yeah. I don't know. They wouldn't have played it on TV, surely, in like the 90s. No, well, like maybe. No, nah, you can't <laughs> even get it like um, nowadays. The only places like it's leaked onto the Internet. Like I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure but you can no, find this like is, scenes I remember on seeing it on TV, YouTube. but it must have been like a Songs of Disney like thing or something. Yeah, probably. sure. Yeah, I don't think my parents were seeking out Songs of the South to show me in no, the early 90s. Because, like, even with um, the regular Disney movies like Aladdin and Little Mermaid and stuff, they would regularly take those off sale. Like, once that came out on VHS or DVD, mm-hmm. it would be out for, like, a year, and then they'd just take it off store shelves again in order to get people to, like, panic buy it. It's like, shit, I might not be able to see The right. Lion King for, like, another five years. I've got to snap it up now if I ever want to watch it again, mm-hmm. which is pretty smart. But once everyone can illegally download it, yeah. then it no longer works. So I think once their like Disney Plus streaming service launches later in the year, you'll basically have their entire catalogue, except for a few key films like this one that yeah. they're just like, like mm-hmm. Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> we don't know that movie at all. Damn. So anyway, to finish my sentence, I guess it's like if you leave them unread, they're like, oh my God, they didn't have time between Fast Pass Plus on Splash Mountain and Fast Plus Plus on Space Mountain to even reply. Yeah. Like they're mid Space Mountain and then they went straight on Splash Mountain. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no. It's, That's exactly how it's going to come across. You like just assume that people are at Disneyland 24-7. They're clearly at Disneyland with three girls who are taking up all their time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so in short, activate your read receipts. Indeed. indeed. And don't be racist. <laughs> I agree yeah. with all of that. Um, it's hard to move on from that. I guess we just end there because good message. Yeah. Speaking of mistakes, Songs of the South being Disney's greatest blunder. (laughs) I, have I told you about my driving test ever? I don't think so. No, (laughs) no one ever believes this story, but I swear that it's true. We were talking about earlier. I had two professors when I was in France, actually, who were Spanish contrarians. Okay. And nothing annoys me more than a contrarian. Well, were they being contrarian just for the sake of saying that? Well, that's they contrarian, were... isn't it? Just anti whatever you think. I don't for the know. Sake like, of it. if they legitimately were just having different views from everyone else in the mainstream. Oh no, no, no! They said we are contrarians. And so you're like, I love the color blue, and they're like, Well, I hate it. And you're like, you know what? <laughs> I hate it too. And they're like, I changed my mind. I love it now. Is that? <laughs> Basically what we're talking about. I don't know. They just said we're contrarians, which immediately annoyed me. I like the... the, the uh, there were twin Spanish brothers who were both professors and both contrarians. <laughs> okay. It was so weird. I can't believe, again, this happened in my real life. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a glitch in the Matrix. Right. Anyway, so <laughs> I was talking about how they let you pick your own grade in their class. So you just wrote in and said what you thought your grade should be and you would get it. So I gave myself 18 out of 20. Okay, for like what, the end of year test or something? Uh, yeah, or just your overall grade. I think it was 20 and then they scaled it up to percentage or whatever. But yeah, I gave myself an 18 out of 20 because I was like, I actually worked really hard at this subject because you annoy me so much. But also there was times I slacked off. 
Sure. But I also wanted to give myself a believable grade. I don't know if other people who like have cheated or give themselves their own grade feel this pressure, but I did. I was like, I feel like 20 out of 20 is unbelievable. No, I think that that would definitely, that's probably what they're assuming most people in the class would do. Right. It's like, if you have to assign your own grade, you'd like rarely give 100%. Yeah. But I think a lot of people would probably mark them down, mark themselves down a little too harshly. Oh, really? I nearly went with 16 and I was like, no, fuck this. No one's going to say anything. And this is in France. I don't think they'll even tell my home (laughs) college. Well, I remember in junior school, I was doing a Chinese spelling test. Right. And me and my (laughs) friend were cheating. (laughs) Okay. And... I gave myself 40 out of 40 because, like, I'm fucking cheating. (laughs) What's the point of cheating if I'm not going to do... I feel like that's obvious cheating. You have to make a couple of mistakes or you're going to get busted. Well, first of all, it's not like... Or maybe it's because I am openly dumb. So they'll be like, we know this isn't your Yeah, like, if if all of a sudden I went from scoring, like, 5 out of 40 to 40 out of 40, then maybe... I just studied really hard. Yeah, maybe (laughs) they would suspect something was up. But I didn't think it was implausible that I knew how to spell all these words. I guess for me, I do feel it's implausible. Well, that's what I felt. I'm like, you're my friend. I turned to him. He got like 38 out of 40. Right. So he made a couple of purposeful mistakes. Yeah. I'm like, well, you're an idiot. Like, these are the... You probably could have perfected this score (laughs) if this test, if you hadn't have cheated. Yeah, true. You just lost yourself a couple of marks just for... uh, you know, to try and get away with this scam. And it's not like we were pulling it week after week. Like no. if it was a hundred weeks in a row and suddenly... I feel like that's morbidly. Oh, a hundred weeks in a row of 40? But yeah, a hundred weeks in a row of 38 followed by some 40s is more believable. Yeah, it just seems like you'd studied a little harder that way. <laughs> also, that's like three school years. <laughs> <laughs> we did a lot of Chinese. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, um, anyway. Yeah, well, on the off chance that my home college actually asked for my actual grades rather than like, did she just pass her exchange year or not. Mm. I was like, oh, better make it believable. Because my exchange, my home college would get my 20 out of 20 and be like, no, she didn't. (laughs) Everyone thinks there's so many eyes on them, but you could just... Just on the off chance, even some administrator was just like, liar. (laughs) And keyed it in anyway. I knew it would be obvious that I didn't get that. Whatever. (laughs) But yeah, only once in my life have I got a perfect score on a test. Um, And that was my driving test. Okay. I don't know if I've ever told you about this, but um, essentially my driving test, they go for usually what? Like 15 minutes? Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Mine went for two hours because the guy kept forgetting the way. What? You just uh, like he kept saying like, go this way, go that way. And then did he admit that he fucked it up? Yeah. So like there's a set course. I didn't realize. I thought they were just like, I don't know, drive around this direction for a bit and then it all seems fine. Like I thought they just did a random loop near the driving school, right? I think, I think that's, yeah, it's a bit random. Like they have a bunch of, like there's about 10 different. I didn't know there was actual routes. I thought they were just like, I don't know this way. That'll do. Well, I, I think there's like uh, more than routes. There's skills you have to demonstrate. Yeah. And so one will be like, do a three point turn a, or a parallel park, or you have to go on like a freeway for five minutes or something right. like that. Yeah. So, we started mine near our hometown, probably where we both did our driving test. Yeah. And then we ended up in a suburb probably about half an hour away because he was like kept trying to get us back on this track, but we were just doing these random larger and larger concentric circles. <laughs> so then we had to drive probably 20 minutes or half an hour back. And then it was like 15 minutes trying to find the start of the 
like track and then doing it. So maybe it was about an hour and a half plus the massive accident in the middle where we all had to get out of the car and like calm down. So halfway through when we're in like the middle of nowhere, this like pet cat runs like right under the wheels and I have to slam on the brakes and like swerve around it. Like such an emergency, like to the point we all like pulled the car over in a parallel park. <laughs> so that's the only thing there and got out of the car and we're like, Ooh, we need to like calm down before we keep going. <laughs> Did he tell you to pull over or do you just needed to? No, I just needed to. And he was like, yeah, he also got out of the car and was like a bit shaken up. Because I would have thought, all right, I can't pull over mid-test. Otherwise, I fail. I was like, fuck this. <laughs> We've been trying for an hour and a half and now we're in the middle of nowhere and a cat's running out in front of me. And like, yeah, I had to do an actual parallel park plus that fake out one because I was just stopping the car. And then, like, a couple times we went down cul-de-sacs, so I had to do, like, a three-point turn just to get out of there. And so, do you know that you're lost, or do you just think this is, like, a very extensive test? At first, like, probably for the first hour, until, oh, about 45 minutes, and then he's like, I'm so sorry, I've sent you on the completely wrong track, we're really far from where we should be. Oh, so he finally admitted it. Yeah, and then that's when we started driving back. And you've got your... A driving instructor, like a second instructor in the backseat yeah. usually. Well, he's he's the test guy, so yeah. I don't know him. But your actual, the person that taught you to drive is usually sitting in the back. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, it was the other way around for me. The The tester was in the backseat. Oh, maybe it was that way. I can't yeah. remember. No, I remember because my driving instructor, while he was teaching me, he would do all these hand signals. Oh. And so when we got to a stop sign, he would kind of like with his hand, yeah, put like a little brake kind of oh. motion. But he's not allowed to do that during the test. But he would, but like <gasps> way more subtly. Oh, really? So and what was so, he doing? A little like, like one on his lap or something? Yeah. Like, oh so my he God. kind of trained me like out of the corner of my oh eye. Oh my God. You're like a Labrador yeah. going through an agility course. <laughs> <So good. laughs> and so I didn't even really pay attention to it during our lessons together. Yeah. But then when the test comes, because he's sitting in the passenger seat, yeah. the guy in the back who's actually marking me can't tell. But I can see it again out of the corner of my eye and he's just doing the same thing, but like way more subtly. Oh. And it really helped me because it got to the a stop sign. And you and were, almost didn't see it. Yeah. I was like not slowing down and he kind of just does the little symbol. And yeah. I'm like, what's that mean? Oh, shit. I got <laughs> Yeah. No, I had none of that. I don't know why my driving instructor didn't say anything either. I can't, you know, fathom her motives. She was weird as it was. But anyway, we finally got back and he hadn't really marked anything in, basically. And I still had to do, like, whatever it is, a parallel park and a three-point turn legitimately after I'd done, like, three just because. And we get back... And he's like, well, that's going to be a perfect score. And I'm like, you're dead straight. Do you think you didn't deserve the perfect score? (laughs) I don't know. I think I didn't actually see him write anything down during it. So I think he was like, let's all forget this chapter in our lives. (laughs) Like, I'll give you perfect marks. You never bring this up. And uh, a cat lives to see another day. Or just pretend (laughs) this didn't happen if I give you a top mark. Yeah, basically, he's like, well, that's a pass. And we kind of like look at each other, me and my driving instructor, like side eye. And he's like, with perfect marks. And we're like, yes, (laughs) you're right. You you better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we ended up in like Epping and Thomastown, if that means anything to you. From where? Greensboro? Yeah. Yeah, that's a bit of a drive. (laughs) One thing I've been meaning to ask you. Oh, yeah. I may have missed my opportunity on this. Mm Mm-hmm. But you talked about several episodes ago doing a silent retreat. Oh, yeah. And so I assume that's still happening. You're doing like a five-day silent retreat. Yeah, it just in, hasn't happened yet. What, October or something like that? Well, it's supposed to be October, but then I was in a car accident. So it might be a bit later. But, Probably next year. But in 
anticipation of that, you also did a one morning, something like a what, yeah. like six hour one or something like yeah, that? Yeah, about six hours, yeah. And we haven't actually talked about that on the podcast. Well, what is there to say, Ben? <laughs> well, I'm curious. <laughs> Do you want a little taste? <laughs> no, I feel like I need the, uh, what was going through your mind while you weren't saying anything. But I know that this was prior to the concussion. Yeah, it was. So I, I can't know, remember that well. Yeah, how much has been lost to, to time. <laughs> the sands of time. Um, it was fine. So I'm what did you have to do? Like it started so, at like 6am or something? Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I guess. Pretty early. Anyway, so we got there. It was out like in our hometown and like amongst the bushes because okay. I guess it's easier to meditate in the bushes. Oh, yeah, well, when there's not, like, traffic honking its horn yeah. at you and stuff like that. I can so, it's not just a... Like, you don't just have to sit there silently and contemplate your life. Like, there's guided meditations. Yeah. So, you get there and we went inside and, like, we laid down and did, like, a body meditation for half an hour. And then, what else did we do? We got up and did, like, a meditation walk around the garden. A lot of meditation yeah. already. And, like, then a meditative, like, eating thing. How does that work? Is it not just... <laughs> lunch no <laughs> you no you have to eat it slowly and mindfully and like concentrate on the flavors and the textures and what like did you think eat? about do you remember cheese and salmon okay and a coffee did they give you like choices or it's just like no there's a big like kind of smorgasbord of stuff okay and i think i had a tim tim oh no i'm surprised that they would allow that i know it's so processed mm. And then what else is there? Then but we like, did like a... Do you feel a, like you appreciate the food more because it's all you're focusing on or you're just like... I think is... like yes, but I couldn't do it every day. Well, you're going to have to, right? <laughs> for five days. Yeah. No, I mean like I just couldn't do it for the rest of my life every day. And like, yeah, it got long in the tooth. By what hour? Four. And you have to do this for 24 hours a day for five days? I think I'm just going to go into my room and talk. To myself. Scream. Yeah, pretty much. Do you think they'd tell you off for that? It depends how quietly you do it, I guess. Are you yeah. disrupting others? Like, it's so weird. It's part of training for what I do, so I have to do it. But you're not even allowed to, like, acknowledge people with your body language or eyes. Yeah, because I can imagine people would be trying to charades their way through the day. Yeah, but that kind of, like, it doesn't let you pass through, like, the social... I don't know, like what the way that we're programmed to behave in social situations. So you have to like not make eye contact or not like charades or not like react to one another. And that was the weirdest part. Except for, I assume there's like instructors taking their courses. You just have to do what they say and that's it. Yeah, you listen to them. But again, you don't acknowledge them. Like you don't personally acknowledge them, like wave or make eye contact or anything. So the first three or so hours, I felt like a fucking dick. Why? Because you weren't saying hi to people. Yeah. Or like you would literally like reach for the same piece of salmon by accident and then like no one said sorry. Your hand just kind of like glided away. <laughs> but you all, it's not like you're the only one in the situation who knows the rules. Like everyone's no. doing the same thing. Yeah, right? I know. If I had to do it at work and no one knew what I was doing, then I'd look like a real jerk. Yeah. But you still feel like a jerk. You're like, you can't even say sorry or like excuse me or you know what I mean? I feel like it's assumed though. Of course, but it's still weird, trust me, to not do that stuff that you're just so... It's like pre-naturally programmed. Yeah. <laughs> and so, did you get anything out of it? Uh, we had scones after. <laughs> Went shopping at the market nearby, so that was nice. I was thinking more, you know, mindfulness-wise. I felt relaxed. Yeah, it was a nice morning, I guess. But if you had to push through for like any longer than that, it would have been tough, do you think? Um. I think I did better than I thought, actually. Okay. Yeah. 
but you, you're not like you didn't come out of that going like yes I feel so much more enlightened or- no like it was nice I felt relaxed and calm and appreciating life yeah but it wasn't like I was like I've turned a corner because it seems like such a waste of time to me. <laughs> like I can see the benefit of all right yes I don't I'm not tethered to my phone yeah 24 hours a day I'm kind of experiencing the world as opposed to listening to something in my headphones yeah. the you know every waking second I think but a day of that, that is nice. Yeah, like beyond that, like I don't know if suddenly I'm going to have some kind of breakthrough by... I don't feel like I did. Like it wasn't a massive breakthrough. I was like, oh, I really appreciated, you know, this one leaf for 20 minutes. Yeah. And I did. I was like, wow, there's so much joy in a leaf. And like, anyway, let's go home and play video games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So screw you, leaf. I've got games to finish. <laughs> well, no, like, yeah, I, I was like, wow, there's so much joy to be found in the small things in the world and... Your worries can just melt away. But then I was also like... You know what else can melt away? My <laughs> worries? <laughs> Alcohol. Pretty much. I think we had a party that night. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so... So you pro- not- Like, I recommend it. I enjoyed it. And, you know, you kind of are like, wow, one butterfly is truly free in this world. But also, other stuff is fun. Like, it is good. Like, you're not tethered to your phone. You don't have to talk to anyone. Like, yep. you get to appreciate nature and food properly and you do have a a better appreciation than you would otherwise you know yeah so are you looking forward to doing more of this or are you kind of dreading it or just i think it's gonna be interesting to be entirely honest i think it's gonna be interesting like i want to see how i push through it and what that mental barrier is like and how i experience that do you reckon you're gonna last i don't know i guess it's kind of like a marathon but for your mind yeah like i get so bored (laughs) just like if i'm in a hotel room for a day yeah. with not much to do. Yeah. I just kind of go out of my mind in that scenario. And I've still got video games and TV and right. books or whatever to keep me occupied. Yeah, you're allowed to read even? Well, they, you can. No one's going to like find you and stop you, but they're like, it's, a, it doesn't, it's not in the spirit of things. Yeah, right. You're only letting yourself down. <laughs> I guess it's like, what, <laughs> what happens when you push through that is what you're supposed to find out. Like, mm, will okay. I come out like mentally tough? I'm yeah. like, I can take anything. Will, will you come out broken or stronger for it? All right. Like, it's kind of like solitary confinement. Like, have I like... Because that always works. Right? <laughs> well, while you're on the uh, prison analogy... Yeah. You, after your uh, car accident... Also went to prison. Yeah. No, I didn't. You um, said that you couldn't really like look at TV or... Right read or do much you basically just had to already sit and kind of stare in <laughs> so i've done my uh well that's what retreat. i'm wondering like can you do can you chalk that up as time served <laughs> you're like hey I've- i'll write to them and ask yeah. i already did this for two weeks right. does that count yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'll ask i'll uh, i feel like yeah it's worth worth pointing out just like definitely keep that on the back burner yeah. it's definitely worth it <laughs> I think that brings us to the end of another episode. Thanks everyone for listening. You can email me Ben at insaneramblings.net. Uh, you can reach me Vicky at insaneramblings.net. Podcast at insaneramblings.net will find me also. One of the best ways to help us is to rate and review us on iTunes as well as subscribe. Uh, you can also find us on Spotify. Jump on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash insaneramblings. Away. Sea boat. After showtime. 
Sure is, Ben. We mentioned briefly, we put a pin in it. You said something about Christmas. Yeah. Uh, there's no cutoff for Christmas. No. <laughs> no, there's no deadline. There's no deadline, yeah. What it's do you just, mean? Deadline's just, I know, like you can't be like happy, like Merry Christmas in March. But yeah. just saying deadline feels weird. But you know Christmas is December 25th, right? Like yeah. that's the deadline. No, but it's weird to have a deadline for like festivities, I guess. Why? I don't know. Like obviously if I'm working in a Christmas toy shop, I'm not going to be like, <laughs> oh, no worries. I'll just get this done tomorrow. Well, that's the thing. That's yeah, a they, deadline. They but don't... I'm working in Christmas. I'm not working. No. Okay. But like obviously you're not going to put up your Christmas tree past Christmas no, Day. No, it's just, I, I don't know. It's just weird to well, think you, that there's a Christmas cutoff. I'm not saying you can't wish someone Merry Christmas on December 26th. No, it's just but the there's deadline a window. thing. Okay, fine. Whatever. <laughs> you win. All right, fine. Thank you. That's all I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. It's in ramblings.